Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And you know, Rachel, every time we get together, my mind races 100 miles a minute thinking of all the things that I've heard in the last week from people that I love and care about. You know, things that I hear them talking about that might be important to them. And I try to log it in my brain, but can I just be honest, the older my brain gets, the the more things fall out of the log. <laughs> However, I was uh, reminiscing with someone about receiving a letter from a young girl that was in my Girl Scouts, uh, probably, I don't know, I'm thinking it's almost 30 years ago. I did Girl Scouts for 10 years. I was a leader for my daughter's troop, and this girl had to write a letter in college to someone uh, as part of a class assignment saying, what did you do to really make an impact in my life? And she sent this letter and it was out of the blue. I hadn't seen her for probably eight years. And it just brought me to tears because I had no idea how she felt. And so it spurred in me a, a, an opportunity to say, okay, how can I make sure that I'm telling people right now how they've made an impact in my life? Because you and I both know, Rachel, when you get to the end, a lot of people say good things, they say nice things about you, but you never get the opportunity to hear it. And you don't always understand how important your role is it makes me think of uh, It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart. Well, they always say that a funeral is for the living, not for the dead. We get up mm -hmm. and we talk about the deceased, but they're not there to hear it. <laughs> so, yeah, better to, to say those things, to tell people what they mean to you um, before that point. Yesterday was my friend's birthday. And um, so I dropped off a, a little gift bag of goodies on her front porch. And um, I wrote a letter to put inside it. You know, I come from a family that owned Hallmark stores. So, um, <laughs> you know, there's a card for every occasion. And there's, you know, 20, <laughs> 200 uh, birthday greetings to choose from. But yesterday, I just sort of felt like, you know what, I'm not going to give a cute little card with a pre-printed greeting. Not that there is anything at all wrong with that, but I just felt like I wanted to tell her um, what she means to me and, and how we, the specific ways that, that my family and I appreciate her and respect her. And um, so anyway, so that's what I did. I I never, you always feel like you never quite know what to say on those things, <laughs> but, um, but anything that you put that is, you know, specific and heartfelt is so meaningful to the person. And so when she got home yesterday and found that on her porch, um, you know, she texted me so excited and so touched. And so, 
yeah, that was just one small way that I, it would have been a whole lot easier to buy a cute card and sign my name. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Than to think about but how to put it into words. But it's not about how eloquently you say it. It's just that you say, hey, I really appreciate this about you. I really admire this about you. Um, I really respect this about you. Thanks for being you. Absolutely. And, and so that's what I want to just kind of open up today. I want to encourage everyone that's sitting around the table with us today to think about the people in your past, the people in your life now, like your friend, that have really done maybe just a small thing, but it ended up being a major impact and it kind of shaped who you are today. Now, I'll tell you, years ago, it was, um, I'm, th I'm thinking it was about 30 years after I graduated from high school. And in high school, I was, it, I took every speech class there was. I was on the speech team. I loved uh, all of that. I went to contests every region, every district, every state contest that they offered. And I had this very dynamic speech coach and teacher. And he was amazing. His name was Mr. Marcinko. And he was just, uh, he was unforgettable because I remember him at the front of the room just being so animated about everything he tried to tell you and teach you and you just wanted to hang on to every single word and and one day i was thinking uh, it was after you and i were at proverbs 31 that's how long it had been since i had seen my high school speech coach i didn't even know if he was still alive he's back in indiana but i just decided to go on a hunt and i looked him up and I called him, and he was 83 years old. And his wife answered the phone, and she said, Joe, it's for you. And he came over to the phone very slowly, and I said, Mr. Marcinko, I don't know if you even remember me, but you were my speech coach. You taught me things that I am using to this very day that I cherish. And you made such an impact in this shy little girl. You helped turn my life around. And I just wanted you to know it. And he started crying. And he said, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I do remember you. I remember you and I can't believe you're calling me. I, I, I just sometimes sitting around the house, just me and my wife, I wonder, did I really make a difference? And I said, oh my, you have no idea. And I just felt this nudge in my heart that I had to call and tell you that. And I tell you, that was a moment I am forever grateful that I had those moments because he passed away not long after that. And it was like, wow, I'm so glad I, I obeyed that nudge in my heart. And I want to I want to encourage you. There's somebody, somebody in your life, and maybe you're going through something right now that is just awful, and you just wonder if you're ever going to make it out. And yet you keep going, 
And there's someone in your past that maybe was the spark that helped you know, oh yeah, you've got what it takes. You can keep on. Don't give up. And I want us to think about those people today. Maybe make a list today of the people that really need right now more than ever to hear from you. Well, Lou, you know that I teach public speaking at my local university, and I couldn't imagine a more touching thing than to imagine myself at age 80 getting a call from one of my former students. That's such mm -hmm. a touching story, and that's... Um, that's so great. Our, our university gives seniors, graduating seniors, the opportunity. And I don't really know how all of this works. I just know that they give seniors the opportunity to tell them um, to recognize any professors that, that you know, made a big impact on them. It's completely optional to the student, and they can write as little or as much as they want. Um, but the university gathers those and then sends them to the professors. So um, that's always one of my Christmas presents at the end of the fall semester in December when I get one of those from a student. And they're anonymous. I don't even know which student it was. Um, so uh, I love that you did that for that professor. And I bet if we think real hard, every single one of us could probably come up with a former teacher um, or a former coach uh, or a former Sunday school teacher or youth pastor that made a big difference in our lives. And I think it would give uh, them a tremendous amount of encouragement and us a tremendous amount of um, pleasure just to, to reconnect with those people and say thank you. Absolutely. I mean, here's the reality of our world today. We're seeing a lot of hatred, a lot of bitterness, a lot of division in our world. And you and I, as Christians, are called to encourage one another. And it's not just encouraging in our own little bubble. We should be encouraging anyone that's made an impact in our life. I remember when I first started using a computer. Okay, so way back, let's go way back in the Wayback Machine. I had um, a styling salon in the 80s. And I remember I did everything in um, a ledger book. And I remember writing everything down. And I had a friend who brought me a Commodore 64 computer and said, would you try this out and see if it will work to keep all your files in? Well, I tried it. It, it was so funny because the uh, we, we had to put a piece of aluminum foil under it to keep it from sparking. I don't know. It was just the weirdest <laughs> thing. <laughs> that sounds questionable. <laughs> I know. So it was it was really an odd experience. But from that moment on, I kind of had this love hate relationship with computers. And I remember feeling like I knew how to use the keyboard on the computer because of my typing teacher in high school. Now I gotta say, Mr. Mathis 
he was not the most energetic. He wasn't like my speech coach. He was pretty, you know, dry. I'll say it nicely. Very dry man. But he would get up there and you would have to do your your practice over and over and over. And it would be the little the little brown fox. Lazy brown lazy, fox. Yeah, the lazy brown fox. No, something like that. The brown fox jumped over the lazy dog or go. something like that. And you would do that over and over and over so you could use all the keys on the keyboard. And I remember thinking, this is so worthless. Why am I in this class? Well, when I realized one day in the 90s how much I was using a computer every day, and at this point I was working for a corporation and we were on the computer all the time. And I called Mr. Mathis and I said, thank you. Thank you for standing up there and putting up with all of our bratty attitudes that never wanted to do our homework. And we moaned and groaned. You taught us the basics of keyboarding. And now we are ahead of the game of a lot of people that didn't take typing. Thank you. And he just laughed and laughed and said, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you're calling me. And who knew that computers were going to come to be a thing? And I just love, I love surprising people and letting them know just the smallest thing that they did in my life made a forever impact. You know, Rick teaches my husband a, a course like that at the university. It's a required course. You cannot become a communication major unless you complete this course with a B or better. And the course is research methods. And I can just tell you that the average person that wants to major in communication is not interested in a research methods course. <laughs> um, and it's a tough course. And so it's kind of a dreaded course. Um, Rick has a great reputation as an awesome student. It's just that they dread the course he ha that he teaches. Um, and so every semester, it's the same sort of thing. They all think, I'm not going to need to know all of this. I'm never going to use any of this. This is so hard. I hate this. Um, and then he gets letters or emails um, from former students who say exactly what you said to your, your keyboard typing teacher, your computer teacher. You know, I didn't think I was going to use any of this, but I use this every day. Or this project came up, and I was the only one that knew how to do this, and and I wound up getting a raise. And um, so he now starts the semester by reading several of those emails to his class. I know you think you're never going to use this. I know you think this is a waste of time. But let me tell you what former students have said. So, yeah, um, if you don't if you don't want if you can't call your professor, find them on the website of the university and send them a, an email or look at your uh, your old high school and find them and send an email. If you can look them up on Facebook, find some way to kind of carry out what First Thessalonians 511 tells us to do, which is to continually encourage and build up one another. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. And you know what I've found too? It's so easy to get discouraged and depressed or worried or anxious in our world today. You and I uh, are facing things that, you know, nobody had to face years ago. And yet, 
what I've discovered is if I spend just as much time, if not more, doing something good like this, telling someone how they've made an impact in my life, if I spend more time doing that than having a pity party on, oh, poor me, I can't believe how hard things are right now. I just, I don't know what our country's going to have. You know, you hear all of the moaning and groaning, and the reality is we're not going to change most of the things that are going on around us. It's bigger than us, but there are some things that we can change. We can change our attitude by serving and telling others how they've made an impact. And then the most amazing thing happens. They turn around and have a better day. They have a better outlook. Maybe for the first time in a month or six months, they say, you know what? I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give up because I just heard that I did matter. I, I just heard from someone that I did make a difference. I mean, that is why God encourages us to encourage one another. It's going to be beneficial on both sides. Oh, sure. You know, I read a book several years ago. Actually, I read several books on happiness. Um, I believe uh, it was in several of them, but the one title I remember for sure was The How of Happiness. And um, in this book, this um, psychologist explained that a certain point of our, a certain degree or or amount of our general day-to-day happiness and mood is sort of set a little bit by our personality. Um, But there's this other like 10 to 20% that varies depending on our circumstances and depending on our reaction to our circumstances and depending on the time Types of things that we do. And so uh, this professor uh, that wrote this book was sort of saying, um, focus on what you have control over because you can't control your circumstances, but you can control your attitude and you can control whether or not you do the things that are proven to lift your mood. And one of the things in that book that it suggested was um, once a week, write a letter, write an email, make a phone call, exactly what you're suggesting today, and tell someone how much you mean to them. Um, And they said the research shows even if you never sent the letter, the sit down and the... Uh, the writing out. So it could even possibly be to someone who's no longer here with us, but um, just the writing of the letter, the recollecting of uh, the ways that they were a positive impact and then giving voice to that lifts our own spirit and happiness. And then, of course, if you do deliver that message to someone else, you get the professor on the other side who's crying and saying thank you. Mm -hmm. Or you get the person on the other side who's just stunned and, and telling you, I had no idea that I made an impact. So, um, yeah, I mean, what if we did that for a month? What if every single one of us spent the next month writing one letter a week to someone um, that's made an impact? Oh, I love that. I love, love, love that. So that is a great homework assignment for all of us. We can all think of at least four people that we could write something to or call 
in the next four weeks. I love that. I would love to hear back from you guys. You know, Rachel, what I've noticed lately is that we have had a surge of people that are responding to our podcast, our radio show that say, wow, you guys make me laugh. You make me think about things. And thank you so much for that topic. Well, we want to take this opportunity to say thank you to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have any idea how much that encourages us Mm -hmm. to keep on going because we have those blue days, too. We have those down days when we say, does it really matter? Is anybody really listening? And what we have to say, does it connect and resonate with anyone? And your email, your letter, your encouragement to us means the world. So I want to say, hey, let's do a list. Let's make some movement toward letting others know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Rachel, one of my all-time favorite stories about letting someone know, I, I, I did this and I'm not even sure it made an impact. Like you are saying it could be somebody that's already gone. Well, my 96-year-old neighbor... When my uh, when I was in a very horrible place in my life, my 96-year-old neighbor, Mrs. Metcalf, always encouraged me. She was always there, always telling me that life was going to be okay, that I was going to be okay, that my kids were going to be okay, and they were worth it. I, I got a, a letter from a girlfriend from high school. Now, I had moved to North Carolina and been here for a while. But my girlfriend from high school sent me a letter and said, did you know that Mrs. Metcalf is now um, 110 and she is staying in a nursing home in Ohio near her daughter? And I just had this like, I've got to go see her. I've got to go see her. And at the time I was traveling a lot, speaking. um, And I just said, "Okay, honey, the next time we drive through, I want I want to stop and see her. And my two youngest kids and my husband and I were traveling across Ohio. We stopped at this place. It was beautiful. It was an assisted living place, uh, like in an old home that had been turned into this. It was just this gorgeous woodwork and everything. It was was exactly what she deserved (laughs) at this stage of her life. It was so gorgeous. And I went into her room and she was sound asleep. And I leaned over and, and I stroked her hair and I said, Mrs. Metcalf, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm the little girl who lived across the street from you. And I just told her Mm -hmm. all the ways that she impacted me. And then there was a journal by her bed that guests could write in because she still she had two of her three children were still alive. She had one son who died in World War Two, but the two girls were still alive. So I wrote in this journal all the ways that Mrs. Metcalf had impacted my life and we prayed with her and they you know they said you know she wakes up in the morning and then she goes back to sleep but she gets up and eats a hearty breakfast so she will read this and she will have someone read it to her so it was just one of those things that I don't know if her family saw that but I wanted them to know her their mom made a forever impact on my life. 
I can tell you for sure that it touched those daughters. I got a letter like that from one of my dad's friends um, after he passed, and it was just the sweetest thing. I still have it saved in my drawer. So I know that touched both Mrs. Metcalf and her family. Okay, so this is the goal of this show this week. As we sit around this table, you've probably already thought of somebody in your life. Maybe it was a neighbor like Mrs. Metcalf or a coach or a teacher, a pastor. Someone has made an impact. Will you take a moment, jot down their names, and then pray and ask God to give you the insight whether you need to call, write a letter, send a card, whatever it is, I encourage you to do it. And then I'd love to hear what you did. Hey, may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others this week. We'll see you back here, right here on Encouragement Cafe. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.